0: Welcome to episode two. I'm here, as always, with Joel Miller. Do you want to be Joel David Miller? No, no, no. You know? Just Joel Miller's fine. I don't know. The three names make you sound more boy. Oh,
1: more... No, that's... that's... Uh, here with Joel that's Miller. That's not me anymore, man. And uh,
0: we're here with our first guest, Randy Litke, hilarious comedian, and I, I would say a, a food expert. Oh, damn. That's... Can yep. I say that? I like that. Okay. Bearded gentleman. I wanted to have you on as our first guest, because, you know, if this podcast is going to be all about... Kind of the overlap between the food and comedy worlds. Uh-huh. Um, you you have kind of existed in both those worlds.
2: Yeah, still still trying to exist in both. Right at the same time. That would be key. Right. Oh my gosh! Can also,
0: you- you're a po- as I was saying before, you're a podcast pro. <laughs> the yeah. bone the long running uh, podcast sensation known as the Bone Zone. Bone Zone. Uh, that that's Randy's podcast. Yeah. All, it's it's incredibly popular. Um, probably probably also <laughs> One of the best named
2: Podcasts <laughs> around I like it Yeah it's a good name It, it, it kind of You know It's not just because We talk about boning Right but uh, you know, because you talk about boners, we're dumb, a right? bunch of dumb idiots. You guys talk about boning and boners a lot. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, about, I
0: haven't really listened a ton to it, but I know yeah. that you talk about yeah. boners and boning. But it's not um,
2: like let's get into it.
1: What's sex like? It's like, <laughs> well, hey, by the way, what <laughs> is
0: yeah, sex well, yeah, like? I actually should be. We it. Should get I don't know
2: why you haven't been. Well, doing we definitely that. cover it on a few episodes, <laughs> right. but it's not every episode. We are not virgins. Uh, <laughs> let me just. <laughs> we we are sex havers. Yes.
0: Um, your Twitter bio actually has uh, it. Your I think the first thing is non-virgin.
2: Yeah, I updated that because people people, people people need to people need to know
0: they need to know. There was yeah. a lot of loose talk out there. That you ran, don't you don't want Randy anyone a, to have yeah. to
1: assume whether you have or had not had sex. <laughs> Just right out of the gate, I'm, I'm, I'm a non-virgin. Yeah, I was
2: getting tired. Yeah, getting I, tired of all that. Now, rumor. when people call me a virgin on Twitter, I can say C-bio. Yeah, see bio. <laughs> c <laughs> see bio. Yeah.
0: Are you getting a lot of uh, you getting a lot of Twitter attacks? No, you have a you have a pretty big. I was doing you know I was doing my research oh, as a professional thank thank podcast you. host. I was looking at your Twitter. Feed. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You have like you have like you know over ten thousand followers. I'm doing Ooh. okay. You yeah. get a lot of
2: feedback from
0: uh, Bones fans on Twitter.
2: Yeah, yeah. We I mean when I, we first started the podcast. I had like no Twitter followers. So, like, my, the first surge of right. people giving a shit about me in the comedy world kind of came from our podcast. Okay. So, yeah, there's definitely.
0: Joel and I can only aspire to people shitting on us on the internet, but that's what we're working toward. I,
1: I can't wait. <laughs> Bring my proverbial umbrella to yeah. the internet. People don't
2: attack me too much. Right. I, I also have like a really lame threshold for like, I'll just block someone. Right. Like, right, right. like if they're, if they're clearly, if they're, if they're just man. trying to get a rise, like you can look through their tweets and be yeah. like, I understand. Like, and I've had conversations with other people where it's like, if you block them, that lets them know. Right. have got they they like got that. to you. Yeah. But to me, it's just kind
0: of like. I always go no response. I don't really get a lot of hate. Twitter. You yeah. know what I get hate from? There's a, apparently a controversial NCAA referee who has my same name, Carl has spelled the same way. And I'll get like random hate tweets from like (laughs) Duke fan 87 (laughs) where it's like, Fuck you, Carl Hess. Oh, I can't believe you I'm made like, that call I'm in like, that game. You fired off a hate tweet without even like looking at my butt like you, if you like oh, yeah. the, the most cursory inspection of like, my account. Would be like, this
2: is Clearly not that Carl Hess. Yeah. You know I don't get to, it, usually it's if someone says something shitty, it's someone that's been like a longtime fan, and then I'll be like, ah, oh, cut them a break. But right. a lot of times it's just someone tweeting. To I like lots that you have comedians. long-time fans that are still shitting on you. Well, they'll <laughs> say, yeah, they'll say something because me and my the Brendan Walsh who right. I do Love the podcast Brendan. with, we like to just like. Be rude to each other as a joke, right? So then they think they can chime in and do right. the same thing. Where it's right. like, well, no, I don't know you. I'm like you're not us, yeah. Or Stop. if it's someone that has just the last ten tweets is to ten different comedians trying to get a rise out of them. Right. That's when oh I'm, yeah,
0: that's the funniest. When you look at these people's accounts and it's just all
2: like at replying famous yeah. people and trying to get a rise out of them. It's just like your life is so yeah. sad. Here's here's my favorite move though. If it is someone that really does like me and they say something shitty, what I'll do is I'll I'll block. And then unblock them, which affects... Mind games. But no, but all it does is it, it forces them to unfollow me. So then they may not even notice. Ah. So like it's not like they go to my page. It doesn't say you're blocked by this person. Right. They just kind of forget and they don't see my <laughs> tweets anymore until they realize it. I like that. Okay. okay. Block and unblock. That's like the that. passive that's aggressive. The, that's the rule. That's the, that's the move.
0: Uh, the the one thing I wanted to start out with, which was the most burning question that I have for you, mm-hmm. is on the cover of your album. It's called <laughs> On a Roll, Comedy Central Records. Yeah, L- look for it, people. Uh, you're laying on a giant sandwich. Yeah, was that an actual like prop? Like was that that looks like it's a it's real giant good. sandwich? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I want to eat
1: that sandwich afterwards. I'll, too. I'll
2: pull up the photo for Joel. I want. I want to know about this giant I wanna, sandwich.
1: I want to eat this sandwich.
2: It was a. Uh, it was it was a, a Photoshop job, oh, and so oh when God. I had the idea, I was on a conference call with like you know the the label people, and then a photographer that they had hired. And I, like, I,
0: I love I love the idea of like you in a conference room with Comedy Central execs. Like, look, there's got to be a big sandwich. Well, this, this is, is the vision.
2: Do. I don't do an album if there's not a big sandwich. Well, yeah, and so I just said, here's the idea. It's all based on the visual. Uh, you know, if my album is just called I'm on a roll and right. that visual doesn't exist, I don't know if I want to stand by. <laughs> like it feels, it feels so stupid. Right. You thought that you needed
0: like the, the, uh, the visual component. The whole of the point bit. of the
2: album is that I'm literally laying on a big roll. Uh, but no, so I had the idea and they go, okay, cool. We got the, you know, the photographers on the line and he's going to Photoshop it. And I was like, because I, I think the first question I said, so who's going to make right. the giant sandwich?
0: Yeah. So can we, uh, like, let's talk bread. I'm going to yeah. need the biggest possible roll <laughs> you have. See,
2: I was thinking at the very least it would be like, you know, a, an art piece, like a paper right. mache sandwich. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what I wanted more. Glass it, sandwich. Yeah, because I thought that would look. Sillier, right? But they were like, No, we don't have the budget, we're wow. just gonna
1: no, take a photo. No, giant sandwich budget. And then, so well, th- he's, lo- he's sitting right on the mustard that's ridiculous. That would stain it those lo- pans. It's yeah, a really good Photoshop job, yeah. and no, also, it's a, it's a really Photoshop nice looking, looking job job. sandwich. That's like a nice Italian. Oh, well, no, sub. no, that's that's a, that's a nice sandwich. Well, right here's,
2: here's why that sandwich turned out the way it did was because I gave very specific. Notes on You're how like, the sandwich. Should I want look. spicy
0: capicola.
2: I want thinly sliced tomatoes. God help thinly thinly you if there's a no, no seriously. More to on And <laughs> I had to. Die. I had to tell the order of the ingredients, right? Because <laughs> the guy said, I gave all these notes. Wait, he wasn't working from an existing
0: mm-hmm. picture of no, a sandwich. No, this is. A, <laughs> he's like, what does the sandwich look like? Look, I no, want the he, provolone he first. He was,
2: he was, but I was like, this is. Ha- if you if you just Google like hoagie sandwich or whatever, right. there's a lot of bullshit sandwiches on there because again, a photographer is building a sandwich and taking a picture of it. Right. Right. So, I and the guy was in New York, so I couldn't just build the sandwich myself. So I told him what I wanted. He took a picture and started. You said right, you
0: wanted like a classic Italian's up.
2: I said yeah I wanted ham I wanted salami right. I wanted shredded, shredded iceberg lettuce iceberg lettuce every the only way to go Every time there's a like a, a you know some sort of frilly green leaf lettuce Fuck on that. a sandwich it's in I'm the like way. okay no, you don't know what you're no. doing it's in the way. and uh yeah I had the I had the order all down and he sent me how about this and I said I was like no you're going to have to change this and this and he was really bummed because he's like I already put all the ingredients away. Right. I threw that sandwich like I was just like I don't care. Yeah. This is my this album. This is my album cover, so I'm going to be lying on I, this, this sandwich. Lie. And when he said thin tomatoes like that was one of the notes, I was like the tomatoes have to be much thinner. Much thinner. I was <laughs> I was a little bit bummed about the mustard being just right on top yeah, of the tomatoes. Weirdly, saying. I mean applied. that's so unrealistic. He that's, he did that and I just really said, weird. "Okay." Also, would you want mustard on a sandwich like this or would no. you want like sub oil? Um, what I do on this type of sandwich is I do yeah, I do uh, vinegar and right. mayo. Yeah, like sub dressing. May- yeah. I, mean, yeah,
1: I, I go for the Dijonaise. Yeah. yeah, on Italian though. On Italian, absolutely. I stay away from the mustard a little bit. I like I like that zest, man. Yeah. I, the, I love Dijonaise. I i, but I, guess I think with a this, zesty yeah. man.
0: I think with this type of sandwich, I would go with the sub dressing. You yeah. want that like black pepper? But, but you always you get you still
1: get the oil and vinegar and salt and pepper.
0: Well, you, then you're putting Dijonaise on top of that. It, damn right like whoa, Not a lot. I, whoa no, just, just, dude, you love tang, bro. You I, live I, for tang. Dude,
1: I, my my mouth needs an explosion yeah. of flavor. Yeah. I like the,
2: I like. The, sometimes I'll say no oil. But I'll do vinegar and then mayo because I'm getting the oil with the mayo. I I have to
0: have mayo.
1: Really? I think mayo. I like the people mayo. that don't like mayo. It's like you don't know shit about flavor. I think the people that don't like mayo just don't understand that the use is more applicable than just mayonnaise on a sandwich. Mayonnaise is it's, like it's, the lifeblood of a good sandwich. It's it's a good starting off point. There's nothing wrong with plain mayo. It's, no, it's ma- it's you, tart. You know, it's tart and creamy. It's also like fatty. Europe's
0: way ahead. Like dipping fries into mayo, that's like standard over there. That should be
2: standard here. Yeah, it's coming.
0: It's it's coming co- It's, coming, it's back. coming
1: along? It's not coming back. It's coming along, yeah. It's coming along
2: because it's it's kind of like I'm not going to be the one who starts that revolution because like if I'm just like a big fat guy Dude, with a beard a, like I'm doing my fries <laughs> and mayo and they're like uh. they do so it we, in we, Europe we it's need cosmopolitan I know we need other people it's European and their it's fucking up. elegant all right
0: Dude, yeah Ray, so that's why you I have
1: st- a large public forum this could be your <laughs> issue man you yeah. need to stand up for fucking yeah. fries and mayo are you people, sure there's nothing else we should be standing up for right now no people this is the oh, thing this is this is a serious all right forget everything else you know about the world. Well, I mean,
0: the, the picture came out looking great. I like it. Congrats yeah. on the album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Everybody
2: should fucking go get it. Um, Where can you get it? Uh, it's just online. Yeah, so. Comedy okay. Central Records. Yeah, you can, you can buy it on iTunes. You can also listen to it on Spotify. Is this, oh, your, awesome. is this
0: your favorite kind of sandwich?
2: Um, yes. You want, my favorite sandwich is those ingredients. Right. But... I like the I like the meat to be like on the flat top with the provolone melted on top. Oh. And then the onions are, are like, you know, thrown on the flat top and grilled as well. Can you get get it like that in anywhere in LA or do you have to do it yourself? <laughs> so my fa it's like this sounds so lame, but my my favorite sandwich is in my hometown. Okay. And I grew up in a small town in Oregon. Right. And there's a sub place called New York Subs. Of course. In Oregon. So you
0: know it's authentic. Ah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It just is, it's just like the best. You know, the bread is really good. Like, you know, like the whole, I like the crispy baguette, like kind of yeah. Bay Cities. Right. Love Bay Cities. But yeah. I would prefer this, you know, softer. It absorbs the, the juicy. But we're still talking about like a sub roll. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like the classic, like
0: crusty Amoroso roll that I know from growing up. No, a little
2: bit, a little bit softer than that. Okay. The outside has kind P- of more a, pillowy. Yeah. The outside kind of has like a, a toughness to it, but it's not dry. Right. I don't know. This, I, I've never had a, a roll like this. It's Okay. So, okay. so <laughs> um, this place has, has just yeah, that specific roll. The key that makes it good is just like, the, you know, you can have it hot or cold. I always get it hot. Okay. that means they, they grill the meat. Right. And then they throw the cheese around on top it. They of griddle that,
0: it and then they put the cheese on top, like a classic cheese. And it cheese melts steak, on top of right. it.
2: Mm. and then uh, the onions get th- Very thinly sliced onions, they get kind of charred up. Right, right. And so then when they put it in the sandwich, they have the iceberg lettuce and they have banana peppers and uh, vinegar and oh, mayo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when they fold it in half, you, you end up with like a hot and a cold side. Oh, man, that's beautiful. So like tucked tucked into... Because wow. the, the, the top of it is still on a hinge. Right. The top of the roll. Right. So the hinge It's not side, cut all the way through. <laughs> no, the hinge, the hinge side is... Hot meat and cheese and onion and all that color that, like, right. like, when you eat it, like, the liquid that falls out of it is, yeah. like, brown. Mm-hmm. The it, juice. Oh, my, it's making my mouth water. <laughs> uh, which is it's bad. A, it's For, actually kind of a beautiful thing yeah, it's to beautiful watch right thing. now. Like, someone waxing poetic yeah. about and, a
0: sandwich. And this man their
1: cares deeply about this sandwich. And then the
2: other side is ice cold shredded lettuce right. tomato. The um, crunch. And, like, th- thin sliced texture. tomatoes that are also cut in half so you don't, like, bite and pull a whole tomato out. And right. uh, that's why they have to be thinking. Banana peppers mm-hmm. and, and vinegar. And then you go back and forth between this hot and cold side. Dude, I'm fully on board with that because I grew up in Philly, mm-hmm. and obviously the cheesesteak, iconic. You get one anywhere. But yeah. my
0: favorite thing was the cheesesteak hoagie. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, a, like a, exactly like yeah. that process where, you know, the meat's griddled, the onions are there, they put it in the roll, but then it's dressed like a hoagie and it has mayo. Yeah. It's got the iceberg lettuce yeah, yeah. shredded. It's got the, so then you got that hot, cold texture. Mm-hmm. You get the juiciness, you get the crunch of the, you know, the lettuce. You get the mayos in there, mixing with the juice. It's
2: good.
1: I mean, it's okay, it's not, like one it's of It's not favorites. a
2: good. It's not a super good like to go side. No, no no it'll, no, no. it'll get it,
0: soggy. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, but so
1: both from your hometowns, the favorite sandwiches. Yeah, though. I mean, I, I like to hands to think, down. I mm-hmm. I
0: like to think that that's still up there. A big sandwich in Philly that doesn't get a lot of recognition outside. Everyone knows about the cheesesteak, but within Philly, there's the Italian roast pork sandwich, which okay. is roast pork. Mm-hmm. Broccoli rabe mm-hmm. and sharp provolone. Yeah, so you get like the bitterness of the rabe, uh-huh. the, the provolone. It's that you know that tang. Oh yeah, and then it's a juicy, juicy roast mm-hmm. pork, and that's just on a roll. And that's like, I think within Philly, that's just as important as the cheesesteak, yeah. the roast pork sandwich. I mean, it's still one of my. So would, would top. you pick
1: hot sandwich over cold sandwich any day? Mm-hmm. Or this, most this days?
2: this hot sandwich, I would. But otherwise if i'm making a sandwich or i guess it would depend but yeah. i i i just like you know cold cut sandwiches yeah, cold straight. um the bread is important obviously but uh yeah the closest i can get to that sandwich here is i'll go to a Philly cheesesteak place right. and i instruct them cuz they have they have a <laughs> you bring deli meat you're like yeah, hold it on, on the one second i'm going to hear me out before you yeah. say no they have a hoagie that has you know ham and are salami are we talking uh, booze? yeah and I'll tell them, I say, I want the meat you know, I tell them how to do it and Shout now, out to Booze. And now the guy knows, you know, I walk in and he goes, Hey Randy and he he knows what to do and I feel bad. That that actually keeps me from going Wait, to the Wait, what do you what do you
0: tell them specifically?
2: Uh, grilled you know, grilled meat, melted cheese. So they're they're and, throwing the cold cuts on the griddle for us. You're probably the only person who's ever asked him. To maybe, but now all I have to do is you're a fucking
0: you're a fucking sandwich renegade, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: wow. Because I, love I feel that. Bad. I would walk into
1: that place every time with a leather jacket and go some booze, blue blockers to be like, "Give me the Randy." Uh, the
2: Randy. maybe it, it depends on if that guy's there. If that guy's not there, the, one of the owners, I have, He'll to be like, "What the fuck are you?" Talking I have to not? explain it to them. Right. But but I feel bad because I'm basically just trying to get them to create a sandwich that I got somewhere else. <laughs> right. 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 You know I, mean? I don't like how you guys do it. Here, let me you Yeah, it's like put, like putting a mask, like going to a strip club putting a mask on a girl and be like, "Okay, this will do. <laughs> Your name is Tamara now." <laughs> uh, I want to feel like I'm in put my own Put on this perfume. <laughs> <laughs> You're great and everything, but not to me, to other people. (laughs) I love that, though. I love, you know, you're kind of of taking charge. They're there to serve the customer. Yeah. I I did, you know, for a long time, eat whatever they had. Right. But then I was like, ah, man, if only, because I know the key things that make that sandwich. And it doesn't, it's not the same, but it does, it does get close enough, I guess. You used to be, when I
0: first met you uh, from doing stand-up, you were working as a chef at that place in West Hollywood, which was a gay bar. Yeah, I was... Did you bring any of your, like, like Randy sandwich, uh, like, knowledge or, like, preferences into that job? Did you just cook what they told you to cook? Like, tell us about, tell us about, like, you were the only cook there, right? No,
2: no. See, like, I worked under a guy there who was kind of a piece of shit. Okay, working under a piece of shit. They usually are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I worked there for a couple years, and no, I just did what I was told. And honestly, like, since then... I And that was my last kitchen job. Right. And then I started working in Before coffee. Before you turned pro. Well, I started working in coffee for a while. already got 10,000 Twitter a Yeah, like I changed because I was like, I like being in this industry, but I, I can't make any money right. doing what I'm doing, and I'm not getting any tips. So... I was really into coffee. I, like I learned every, I'd never been a barista, but I learned so much about coffee. Started roasting. My You're a big coffee like do it yourself guy. which oh, yeah. I yeah. really I have something respect. else that I could. I started I, every couple months. I have a new thing. That okay. I'm like oh, raising my own ox. Right. Well, let's talk about yeah, your. Uh,
0: let's talk about your current new thing. Let's talk about that. Uh, I've. Started, what are you into?
2: I started like fermenting things. Oh Ooh. hell yeah! Yeah, I, you know I'm all you know I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, take so, us take us through it. I mean, I used to brew my own beer like right. before I was 21. I lived in Oregon. My brother taught me how to brew beer, so you could buy the ingredients, make beer, but you weren't allowed to drink it. Right. Um, <laughs> Great law. So I have like a Sweet background. I, I don't really drink that much beer anymore. I still drink, but uh, I've stopped home brewing. I sold all my stuff. Okay. But I have that base knowledge of how that type of thing right. ferments. So I already have like a knowledge there. And I just recently started like, uh, you know, like the obvious one is sauerkraut. Uh, Of course. But uh, I bought, you know, I got this book called Art of Fermentation by Sandra Katz. I love that book. Great book. It's amazing. And you can use it as little or as much as you want. There's so many different things you can do. So that's been like the last month, month and a half of of my life. Fuck yeah. And, uh,
1: what are you fermenting right now?
2: Uh, well, I just pulled like the regular sauerkraut. Okay. I, uh, I did
1: a little over three weeks. Was it your first batch? Mm-hmm. How'd it's, it come out?
2: It's amazing. Okay, I liked great. it a little better closer to two weeks.
0: Okay. There, you,
1: ma- you make a Reuben? Uh, I
2: haven't.
0: I haven't,
1: but you will. What,
0: what's your best, <laughs> what's your favorite way to eat the sour, to eat sauerkraut? Well, cause I love sauerkraut. I put sauerkraut on eggs. I do yeah. like, you know, well,
2: I'm, so far I've just been eating it by itself. Like, yeah, it's, okay. At, you know, it's gotten a little softer and a little more like what you would think sauerkraut is. At two weeks, it's a little crunchier. Okay, and and I'll me saying two weeks, three weeks. It's all dependent on the temperature right. that's in my a apartment. Factors, so, a lot of factors, a lot of so some other people two weeks could be different. But I thought it was like a little sweeter and a little bit like fresher and cleaner. Now it's you know it's getting a little, a little funkier, funkier, right? And right. I still really like it, but I think the next batch because right. I just pulled um, a red sauerkraut with like a purple Mm -hmm, or red cabbage and it's between two and three and it's a little crunchier it's more like a like a nice salad Mm -hmm. right but it's still
1: funky i love putting sauerkraut like into a salad just like to Uh, add not a big fan of that not Not a big fan no i can do it on sandwiches i like when it when it kind of breaks up like richness and stuff like that in the sandwich i'm not Not. i'm not a huge sauerkraut you're not a huge sauerkraut no me and germans have some history
2: (laughs) (laughs) well this stuff is like i'm i was when i've tasted it i was like so surprised by the taste because I know and I, every time that I make it, it will turn. You were out a surprised. Different. you were like,
1: I'm
0: so damn good. <laughs> no, I surprised. knew I was good. I'm just I I surprised at the flavors
1: that you get from it because, <sighs> as opposed to like going and buying something <sighs> from a store, it's just going to be so significantly different. It's well, and it's so. It was so clean. It's just like right.
2: so it's, refreshing. Yeah. Right, like, fresh
1: room temperature.
2: You're like, oh man, when they first right. made rock. sauerkraut, this is probably what it tasted like. It's <laughs> so good. And and you know, each time I make like you know whatever's on the knife, whatever's on the cutting board, right, that's gonna affect yeah. how it turns out. So this time it, it's amazing. The red one is, is different and maybe a little more salty. And that's also, you know, like you're trying to add a similar amount of salt. right? And I was just talking to my dad actually, who my dad had a heart attack okay, like a month and a half, Is he two okay? Ago. He's doing a lot better. Okay, that's good. Um, Did he have to change up the diet? Well, he eats so, so healthy. Okay. Like it's just like a genetic thing right. that he yeah. has. And, but they, they said, you know, I guess restrict the salt a little bit because of the, the hypertension. Right. And so he loves sauerkraut, but the only ingredient in sauerkraut is salt. cabbage and salt. Uh, so I'm, you know, you can ferment stuff without salt at all. Yeah. So I'm going to do a really super low one and see how it turns out and send it to him. And that's my next batch. I'm excited about it. That'll be awesome. How, do you,
0: how does one mail sauerkraut? Uh, I guess I'll just do just a, in
2: jar a jar and package yeah. it nicely. Okay. Or some sort of like, Yeah. I don't know, because it doesn't have to be, you know, the the whole fact that it's fermenting at room temperature. Or just road, it can, it can road take, trip. I would,
0: I, what I'll do is I'll... i got to get this sauerkraut to Oregon <laughs> in 16
2: hours. No. All these microbes are still alive and kicking. No, you can I'll just, like, start it, and then I'll fi- figure out a way that takes three weeks to get to Right, a, exactly. And it'll ferment in a mail truck somewhere. <laughs> the, the slow boat to Oregon. <laughs> he opens it, like, perfect. Perfect, yeah. Uh <laughs> But I'm excited about that. And then the other thing, I mean, I've done more than just that and and we'll get into it. But uh, the thing that I, I, I've started fermenting my own hot sauce. Oh, that's awesome. And so you do the exact same thing as you would with, with a cabbage to make kraut. You you chop up peppers, you salt them. You submerge them in their own liquids okay. and then you ferment them. And I did five or six days, and Damn. then and then you take an immersion blender or a blender and mm-hmm. and you just whip it up. I did a little bit of garlic too, and it's the best. It's really, so good. And this, I feel like I've never had a fermented hot. Has- sauce. Have you? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. A ha- lot ha- of like store bought hot sauces are kind of fermenty, mm-hmm. right? You know, I think Tabasco is. Technically uh, fermented. Sriracha, I
0: think. Yeah. Don't they age Tabasco in like wood barrels? Yeah, so that would be, I think, the, right. f- the fermenting
2: okay, process yeah. of it. But also if you look at the ingredients on the sauce. Is that what makes sauces. it
1: taste t- so terrible? Yeah, I'm yeah. not a <laughs> huge Tabasco guy. It's too vinegary for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never understood the fascination with Tabasco, yeah. like on everything, like putting on eggs and pizza and shit like it's that. Not it's not like, bad, but it's not good. It's not no. at, in, in the hierarchy of hot sauces, oh, so which there is a, there's a diagram that I drew at home. About you how hot sauces it. are de- I should've. Yeah. What's your number one? Uh number one, it's called Valentina. Okay. It's like and it's, it's very specific it's Mexican. Mexican, Mexican, Mexican hot it, yeah. And it tastes exactly like if you mixed Tapatio and Cholula. So it, always, <laughs> so it basically, in my mind, yeah, solves yeah. the crisis of like, are you a Tapatio person or a Cholula yeah, person? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like someone who drinks RC colon is like adamant that RC is way better than yeah. Pepsi or you guys, Coke. You guys are
0: just, it's all mind, mind controlled. You guys are just swayed by the big brands. RC is really yeah. actually I, where I, it's at, yeah, guys.
1: It's like the Ross Perot of fucking uh, hot sauces, right? <laughs> yeah. Chance.
0: My number one is uh, from Belize. It's called Marie Sharps. Mm-hmm. And they make it with, like, uh, you know, there's habanero, but there's they use carrots. Mm-hmm. So, like, the texture is, like, it's really thick. It's not right. watery like mm-hmm. Tabasco or even, like, Jalula. And it, re- like, really holds on. It's almost like... Carrots,
2: like, whenever you pickle yes. something, the carrots really retain all the heat.
0: Yes, definitely. So that's my number one. That's cool. And your, your new number one is your own sauce.
2: Absolutely. I made a red and a green, and the only difference was I used... Well, the base of it was red jalapenos and green jalapenos from the same place, same farm. and then to fill it in because I wasn't sure it was my first one i didn't I didn't know if I should just do all jalapenos. I did like red uh, anaheims, I think. Cause okay. they were nice and fresh. They had mm-hmm. almost no spice to them. yeah, they those did, like, mild. No those are very mellow. and then the other one I used uh, poblanos to to give it more girth. And next time, you know I love a
1: girthy I, sauce. Nobody, nobody likes a non-girthy hot sauce. I love sauce. a girthy sauce. Yeah. It's like, yeah,
0: sure, it's got length. That's, that's why Tabasco at? is not a girthy Dude, sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Tabasco, is, no, it's is too thin.
2: No yeah, girth just, at all. But this stuff is like, it's it's hot enough that if you just took a spoonful, of it you'd be like, "Whew, that's fucking hot," but like, it's not. If you put it on something, you get to taste it, right? And you get to experience. You get to put enough on it that you, you're having a good time. Whereas certain hot sauces, just a dab yeah. is like enough. So the next one I do, I think I'll make it hotter because I just tried to do chicken wings with it, right? And once you put butter and all the different things, it, it expands it too much and it's not spicy anymore. Okay. Uh, Would you try you to really with... get that that that
1: concentration of flavor? Yeah,
2: yeah. So on. so I'll do a spicier one next, but it's going fast and it takes only. I've been d- did it only for five or six days, so yeah. I can do it really How fast. How
0: much did uh, one batch yield?
2: Um, these ones I was doing in jars, whereas like I have like a big sauerkraut crock, right? Um, so these ones were in jars, and I'm trying to think, like thir- thirty two ounce jars. Uh-huh. And the I was I didn't we're drinking know... out of mason jars right now, just yeah. so you guys know that this is an authentic. So podcast, first, and we drink first, out of mason the jars. the red batch yielded exactly this much. Okay, so whatever that is, it's like three. Three cups. Yeah. Somewhere. And I wasn't sure. Pint, maybe three cups. The, you know, each, each thing that I made past it, I was like able to figure out. Because you're right,
3: trying you to, to, to figure out how much the... will fit.
2: Because then once you pound it down, it really mm-hmm. makes a lot of space. So the green one ended up being a little bit more... Um, as much, you know, but you can make as much as you want. With all
0: like your home DIY stuff, would you ever want to be like, I'm doing a little line of hot sauces. I'm selling
1: them online. I'm going to be at the farmer's market on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. Does I, that
2: appeal to you? I guess. Like the only way I would want to work in the food industry again, I, I, mean, I guess maybe at that level... I don't know if I want to open a restaurant, dude.
0: That's your merch after show. Like you're on the road, then you're like, get my merch. I got a really funny visor and a bunch of nice hot sauces. And these hot sauces are hilarious. (laughs) It would have to
2: be something that's that's simple and that I'm doing like in such a like this, like the hot sauce.
0: Hot sauce is the best merch.
2: Peppers, garlic, and salt, and that's all that creates it, and it's unique. But. You know, if I if I were to open some place, it would have to be after I you know had some money, right? A burger fried chicken place. Yeah, I was cooked. I was actually
0: going to ask you like, what would be your ideal? Let's super say super simple. Burger. You're packing out theaters around the country. You got some you yeah. got some capital. Yeah, you, you're thinking like burger stand. I
2: think yeah, I think like you know ground in house, right. very simple right. flat top, mm-hmm. um, you know smashed so, onto the grill. Yeah, with yeah. like the. There's a there's a bur- this guy that I became friends with who's like a burger expert. Right. Wait, um, which guy? Uh, George Motes.
0: Oh yeah, I, f- I follow him on Twitter. He's yeah. always
2: that guy knows his shit. So he yeah he had a show on Travel Channel. He has two or three burger books. He even made like a film. shout out to George. Yeah, doing God's good work. <laughs> um, so we became Freddy Master, and uh, I went and had burgers with him in New York, and he turned me on to these uh, Oklahoma onion burgers which are big, you know, smash burgers, but with either thinly, like sliced, thinly sliced or minced right? onions oh, between man. the griddle and wow. the patty. That's awesome. So it fries great. into it. And it's, it's an Oklahoma thing? Uh-huh. Never heard of that. And so there's this one place in Oklahoma that I've been to in Tulsa. I've only been to Tulsa twice, but both times I went to this place. And what they do is they have a slab of marble. And so you say, yeah, I want onions or not onions. right? Or fried. Fr- you know, I want fried onions. And so they they sprinkle thinly, you know, minced onions onto the slab of marble. They drop the meat on top of it. The, the marble's hot. No, no, no.
3: So oh. they and they just smash oh, it then it's in, in the there. burger. Yeah, because wow. if you order a double, or so a they tr-
0: start with a ball
2: of meat, then they
3: smash yeah, it smash on the marble. It it picks into, up the and, onions,
0: and
2: then they put it on the griddle. Damn. Uh, so that way, it's like really imprinted into wow. it. And they, so they do the smashing not on the griddle, but on the right. Uh, but what they do that's interesting is if you order a double they just do the same thing that they, they drop two pieces of meat and smash it into itself. It's not two patties. Oh, if it's like one a triple, big patty. They take three. I pieces love that. Of What's meat. this place called? You know I'm gonna have to.
1: God damn it! <laughs> I forgot. You're like it's my favorite place. Road I trip. I Can't remember. Exactly. Oh, I'm gonna take the podcast on the road. Right, yeah, yeah, seriously. I have to. I'll have to. I'll figure it out. That's I'll, awesome. I can just. I can just do that at the restaurant. Fuck it.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what, good. it's good. It's good. What What did he teach you? Like, like, what burger
2: knowledge did he impart? Was there anything that like you learned from him? You were like, wow, you really are a burger. No, expert. I just think he. So he makes, just loves burgers. What makes him as a burger? He was a filmmaker. You know, he he worked in the industry that way, and then he made a little. Uh, documentary about these burger places around the country and then that got him some notice so then he made a book that just says these are the best burgers and you know i can't remember top 50 burger places in the country that he's been to i gotta watch that movie um and then his tv show on travel channel is amazing too he just you know he would go to these places that he liked and uh, he's just super down to earth and likable and, and knows what he's, you know, he, right. he's a burger expert because he likes, he's burgers a man so of much. the
0: people. He's a man of the burger and the,
2: his, his kind of principles that I agree with. It's like, no, you know, no gourmet toppings, right. fresh meat, either ground there or ground at the butcher. right um You know, the places that, you know, he leans towards places that have been open longer. These kind of like right. classic mm-hmm. Americana yeah road stop Love burger it. places and and there are some on there that are newer but they still you know traditional burgers
1: like to stick to a lower lower price scale too. What, yeah, probably. What not, would
2: be uh, what would be the name of of your burger establishment, Uncle
0: Randy's Good Time
2: Burger? I have no <laughs> idea. I haven't thought about that. But what I would do is it's you know you have very limited options in what you can order. Right. You know,
1: streamline it, and make it yeah. make
2: it easy, make it like one, an old timey burger stand, but not because like look how old it is. Right. But, but like because like, like, that's the proven method.
1: The aesthetic, the aesthetic is yeah. old. It's yeah. tried and true formulas. Yeah, it's like true. here's your
2: options, and and maybe even like. You know, I've gone through back and forth between like whether I should have lettuce on a burger or not, and I like them both.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm on back and forth on that too. If Sometimes a shredded it d- lettuce, it like depends. That burger, that's, that's,
1: that's like you. a regional thing though too. Man. Is. Like is. I'm a shredded lettuce, shredded, man. Yeah, like, shredded so I, And lettuce. I have my specific order. And... I am I am more of a shredded
0: lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> What's your order? What's your stack <sighs> order, bro? bro
2: what tell us about
1: I, your stack, I, what are you bro. About standard burgers, like or.
2: Well, I wanted. I mean, like what? If I make a burger at home. The, the, the only difference I'll do is either lettuce or no lettuce or cheese or no cheese. Okay. Everything else is the same. Right. Unless I do like a, the fried onion thing. Right. But I minced onion. Like I like raw... I like... I like raw onion. But, but I, don't, I don't like biting into a big piece of raw yes, onion. Yes, neither do I. So I do... I kind of take like the McDonald's approach where it's <laughs> finely minced raw onion. I actually
0: really like that finely minced. Underneath the patty. Okay. And what
2: that does is it creates, you know, like like some sand under it cave? that absorbs all, like when you eat it like that, the juice doesn't fall out of the burger. Right. It falls into this little gravel pit that you've created <laughs> out of raw
0: onions. So <laughs> all the juice
1: retention is key. And uh, you know what? Juice retention is key. That's why halfway through the burger, you should always flip it over. Oh, Ooh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Professional the is, chef, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And gentlemen. The, it'll flow over. The, Joel is the a professional chef. All, all the lettuce. It's, it's going to flavor everything. It's not going to sog out in the bottom. I like that. Damn.
2: Damn. Yeah. And then the other reason underneath the patty is the patty the heat of the patty it's right off the grill is going to cook those onions right. a little bit too. Right. So it's okay. like it it makes them so they're not cold and they're not as sharp and uh and then, you know, I like I like a classic, you know, mayo-based yes. sauce whether yes. it be a Mayo little bit of mustard or ca- a little bit little of ketchup. ketchup yeah. right. Um
1: what about mayo, mustard, and ketchup? I, I'm I, into I, I that. trinity?
2: That. I'm, I'm okay with that, that as
1: trinity. long as it's
2: a very small amount of each.
0: We're we talking tasteful amounts I of think, each. Yeah, yeah, I, I think want it, it to be more be mayo-y like than like anything. More mayo like than anything. Like a ketchup mayo sauce on the bun and then like a drizzle of yellow
2: mustard just like right, right. on top. Not See, incorporated. What in. I do is I do both. So I'll do the, the minced onion on the bottom, a dollop of that sauce... Patty, if it has cheese, maybe, okay. and then more of that sauce on top. Oh, yeah. And then, if I do pickles very thinly sliced, I'll, I'll put the pickles in that sauce. Yeah. But simple, super simple, you know the meat, sometimes cheese fucks up a burger. Like, That's true. Like, the meat is the king. Right. The meat, the meat I don't know if I've like,
1: ever had a burger where the cheese fucks it up, man. Because, well,
2: well, it can get like, it can
0: get lost. Like, the meat can get lost in a, in a complicated burger. I just
1: know that. Like, I think if it's a complicated burger, it's just a complicated burger. The, cheese or no cheese, you right take now. out one or two of the ingredients, it's, yeah, Maybe better or the worse The meat should be first and, and foremost if it is, and No meat quality is the most important ingredient yes. of the burger Agreed I don't think anyone will disagree also, with that Also girthiness
0: I gotta have a girthy burger If my, if you know my shit's not no, girthy it,
1: it it depends There's something magical about like a few really thin patties on top of each other. That's I, what i I, mean I like too. two double yeah. Like
0: they do at Belcampo Meat Company The The, the, the two smaller patties uh-huh. I actually really like that Like
1: two that. three or two four ounce like smashed thin patties mm-hmm. Like it's up, just yeah. sear sear like, grip,
0: the griddle. the That's why I like Fat the, Burger because those patties are, Fat Bur- are pretty thin. My Fat fa-
1: Burger is actually a very severely underrated I I think chain. the same way. It's I like it favorite. better than In and Out. I, I don't it's your think, favorite. I don't think it's better than In-N-Out. I think In-N-Out, well, yeah, it's I think different. In-N-Out is just such an iconic flavor. Yeah. Right. Whereas Fat Burger is so good in the traditional sense of like I, t- I taste the mustard and I taste like the, ma- and uh-huh. the mayonnaise. like And I have the shredded lettuce. And yeah. the, You're and getting like the all patties. the elements. You're getting those elements of just like Americana uh-huh. cheeseburger. You know, uh, And the order of ingredients is like almost perfect. It makes sense. In-N-Out's thin br- thin patty too. Though. In-N-Out are thin, thin patties. It's just something about – it's the bun – first when you bite in you get that flavor from the yeah. bun before you get anything else right and and of obviously the spread those are the two defining mm-hmm. factors of that of that burger right but it's so like ingrained in my mind just being cuz i'm from here right. i'm from los angeles that's like that's yeah. my home that's my shit you know Yeah. that's my, what it's i think of birth, when i think of right. of a, of a classic birth, right. burger i think of that like dub, the double double um i it, think it i'm just, a sucker
0: for the amount of different toppings of Fat burger and how you can put an egg on it because I, lo-
2: I like an egg on a burger.
0: Never
1: ever been a fan of the egg on a burger. I like the egg on a burger.
2: Did you know that egg on a burger came before cheese on a burger? I well, didn't, the, but... The
1: cheeseburger was invented in Pasadena, In
2: Pasadena, right? like, lots of years after yeah, yeah, the burger yeah. It was, was like, in the 30s. Yeah. The egg the was a common thing to put on burgers much before cheese was. That's
1: insane. That's be insane time. because someone looked at cheese and was just like, I don't, I don't think these two things will go together. But it's
2: because it started as, like, a steak sandwich. Right. And I know there's a Philly cheese steak sandwich, right. but... Initially, you wouldn't be like, let's it's put a, cheese a, on this well, no, steak. No, that's Around why. Because meats.
1: originally, yeah,
0: that just, the, the Hamburg steak was, was just, just ground meat. Stri- yeah, it was just ground like, yeah. yeah. So and you it, would eat it like a steak, but it was just ground yeah. meat. Yeah. So, it, yeah, putting cheese on it doesn't
2: really enter, in, enter into the equation because you're like, oh, I just
1: put
0: a, a steak while. on a bun.
2: It blew my mind. Like, I can't remember the amount of but it took like over 30 years for yeah. someone to be like, let's put cheese on this. Thing. And you're
1: just, it was like, what?
2: Yeah. Well, because it started, it was in, I think, Connecticut, and it was like Texas toast. Right. Like big pieces of toast with the thing, with the just a burger patty. And which sounds like... great, which I would love to try. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, who doesn't love Texas toast? Yeah. Spongy. I feel like <laughs> it might be too thick-ass
0: much... bread. <laughs> it's it's so girthy. It's your girthiest it's girth- possible the, bread. option. Yeah.
1: It's the girthy bread. Man. I just
0: think it might be too much bread for, it might like, the burger might get lost and all that bread. Yeah.
1: It just depends, you know. With Texas toast, this is another thing. With Texas toast, you need to have a girthier burger. You can't put thin patties on no, Texas no, no. toast. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Right? You're just being silly. You're being an irresponsible burger maker if you yeah. do that.
2: Well, the reason that it was created—harsh was... words.
1: I, I'm sorry. It just has <laughs> to be said. Joel is a man of being, passion. You are being irresponsible. Joel is a man
2: of
0: passion. I've always said that.
2: The mm-hmm. reason it was like they had the the steak there. But then the reason they did that was so people could like people needed to go to work and take it to go or right, whatever. exactly. So they're like, let's put it on like the biggest fucking pieces of bread so it won't get everywhere.
0: Okay, to to absorb the juices. Yeah.
2: And that's why the burrito was invented. That's why like right. every type of handheld food. <laughs> burrito was invented. invented in San Francisco. That's what not they say. A Mexican it's say. invention. But I almost I I saw something where. They talked about like this is the area that it was invented, and they're very different than they are now. Right. They weren't like closed up; they were just rolled. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the giant ass fucking mission burritos. Which you I know just what? Had, my like, favorite one
0: is actually has no beans and rice. Uh oh. Have you had the the one? I think it's El Farolito. Well, that one does have beans and rice because
2: that's my favorite.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Then there's one that's no. There might be just no rice. Maybe there's beans. Really? but it's like it's like. <laughs> It's very compact, uh-huh. you know. It's like almost like a flavor
2: missile. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look up what El place El Farrito is. Is, is my go-to. Okay, and they're, that they're, has rice. Yeah, I, and they have two. They have like the what I don't know what they call it, but it's like the supreme and the regular. Those aren't the exact words they use, but okay. El Farrito is really good. The, the the difference between them, I think, generally is guacamole, uh, cheese, sour cream. Right. And then the regular one still has beans and rice and meat.
0: I don't understand why the California burrito, which has french fries in it, is like that's like the signature
1: California burrito. That seems weird. I think someone just. Did it and just said California burrito and it stuck. Nobody questioned this guy. I feel like outside of San Diego, you never even see. You that. don't see that at all. It's a San Diego thing. C- That's a, that should be Brito? the San yeah. Diego. California was, burrito is a San Diego. You, style. you see it like sparingly. I see it like, in LA at like, like
2: food trucks that are trying to be a little. But it, cool, but you're not but. See, you're not
1: seeing it at just like a just like a burrito joint. Like it's not gonna be no. at like Dos. Burritos. I don't think it's bad, but I also don't think it's great. I don't. I think it's just like it's like uh like in Pittsburgh, like the filthier city in <laughs> pennsylvania right um well they have they put french fries in yeah, the sandwiches. classic pimenti, mm-hmm. pimenti, brothers. Yeah, pimenti and I all, i've never understood that i think the
2: places that are doing it's like they're trying to make it's just a filler you know what i mean it's like right. this is a cheap way to make a giant <laughs> yeah, burrito there you go yeah eat, eat a potato inside i've never also been a
1: fan of the giant novelty burrito That's right just not my too thing. big I like handheld burrito. I'm not a big wet burrito guy too. Okay. Yeah. It depends, it depends honestly. I mean, the, the joy of eating a burrito a is it.
0: holding it. A wet burrito, it's on the plate, you can't cradle it, you yeah. can't you can't bring it up to it, your mouth. It's like mouth. eating
1: pizza with a knife and fork. It yes. just kind of seems weird, right? Yeah. You're just like you start doing it and you're like, uh, "Oh." It's yeah. like deep dish. You like try to eat it like with I your hands and it afterwards. falls apart. Yeah. You got to fucking eat. And you said you grew up in LA. I grew
2: up in LA. I I'm, I'm, so yeah. I think that cuz like San Francisco's all all about the giant burritos yep. and yeah. then and i grew up in oregon but still like the big burrito was like something that i really loved and then when i would find taco trucks and stuff in la you can never get like a big giant burrito right and then it's you just start... a normal burrito it's just a burrito it's, a yes. it's yeah. just a burrito man. so going back to like san francisco and and, and finding these burritos that i kind of grew up on way better versions of them mm-hmm. but i'm just like
1: i love it so taco <laughs> trucks i stick with the tacos yeah but uh you got to get that big burrito I would I would stick with a taco over a burrito. Really, probably. Oh, well, in L.A., yeah, it took me it took me a while to even embrace the burrito. Really? Oh yeah, I I thought a taco was a more well. Efficient in, way. Well, you grew up in L.A. The, the, I felt like you got more options mm-hmm. with tacos. Like I could go if you go to a taco truck. You get one burrito, that's what you get. You can go to Taco Bell and get three different kinds of tacos. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Variety of life, my friend.
0: Yeah, you get a lengua. You get an al pastor. You get a carne i I sal.
1: do appreciate, though, the people that like burritos and are just so definitive about what they want to eat that they only want to eat that one thing. It's like, I want a carne asada burrito, and that's all I'm fucking eating. Yeah. It's a commitment. No, it is a commitment. I, you know what? That And that just shows decisiveness. I need a little bit more in my life. <laughs>
0: You 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 like you like a man of action. Give me a carne asada burrito and that's it. I
1: I can appreciate that mindset. Okay, but
2: it also is like for me when I'm like. I'm all about tacos now, but before it was like, I'm so hungry, I want to, you know, I'm thinking, I didn't used to think like I could get full on sushi because there's all these little things. <laughs> you're thinking of like amount and then, of get, calories. And then the first time you get
1: full from sushi and you throw up, you're like, God, I shouldn't have yeah, eaten yeah, that yeah. much sushi.
2: Or but the same thing with like pho or like any type of soup. Right. Where, like, I you're like, remember, how full am I going to get? I, just, I don't want to eat soup. I'm starving, you know? I, so like right. it takes me a while substance. moving to LA from a, a, you know, a town in central Oregon that didn't, you know, had a couple of Chinese restaurants. Right. and. One Thai restaurant, fifteen right. miles away. Mm-hmm. Like learning things, where it's like, oh, like now I crave these things, and, and tacos. Yeah, I would totally rather get tacos. My girlfriend is Latina. And okay. She also is like, I don't You're like so burritos. Woke, bro. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> like, you know, she doesn't like flour tortillas. And I like, I grew up in Oregon, and I didn't know what a corn tortilla was <laughs> right. until like I got to college. Right. So. <laughs> Such an, Such an embarrassment! Such an embarrassment. My, my, my mom, corn tortilla. <laughs> what? I didn't like it what? that much. My mom. My mom Eyes th- pop out of your head. Like <laughs> yeah. double oh, yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom so grew up like in tortilla. New Mexico, so like I oh, grew up shit. eating New Mexican food. Right. And, and my grandma would always cook. So like know, green chili, green chili, mm-hmm. and uh, you know like what they call chili, like red chili is just like red powdered chili right. cooked into a roux with pork, and I love that. Spooned it into your beans mm-hmm. of uh, I love pinto beans and uh, I was LA had more of that. Every New Year we would have pasole, yeah. and so yeah. like I grew up with different, you know. And then they had to do like Christmas enchiladas, which is like half red chili, half yes, green chili. I love those. and the layered enchiladas with a fried egg on top and uh sopapillas.
0: Sopapilla. What was your first like, you know, LA is, is one of its greatest strengths is like its ethnic food diversity. Yeah. Like you're moving here from Oregon. What was like your first LA food experience that like kind of like knocked you on your ass or made you realize like uh, oh shit, okay.
2: I mean, I think it took me a little while because I, I, I mean, I definitely used to be more like narrow minded and
1: like, well, I think culture of LA, can be overwhelming at right. times. Yeah. Um,
0: it's physically big. There's tons of options. Yeah. There's
1: so many options and it's like such specific ethnic cuisine. Right. Like, yeah. You have to go to some neighborhood. That you, that, like that oh, if you, you grew got, up in a small town in Oregon and yeah. you had one Thai restaurant 15 miles away, right. seeing like a little Armenia and like a Laotian restaurants or a little Ethiopia could be like, Oh shit. Right. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, I think obviously initially it was like the taco truck culture, which it was like, I lived in, in Korea town. Uh, I think my second year here, and was it, you know, there was taco trucks all over right. So I could walk to like three different taco trucks every day. So like, I think that was the initial thing, but then it turned into Korean food and, yeah. you know, little Ethiopia right. has stuff that I'm like, ha ah, this is, I right. never even knew that this. But, yeah. Uh, but it's fucking delicious. Yeah. yeah and then within, great. within Koreatown where I lived, I actually lived in a smaller neighborhood called little Bangladesh. So there was right. little oh, yeah. like, you know, hot food stands inside the markets with a little uh, with, uh, Bangladeshi food and. And that that neighborhood was like a newer designation. That, it wasn't mm. even called that until like no. a couple of years ago. Yeah, they got it like announced that or whatever. Right. They but got all a little sign sign right the little markets right there. Sign. Shout, out to, Shout yeah. out to Bangladesh. Shout out to Bangladesh. But uh, yeah, and I guess I'm still you know still discovering because you can pick like I want this type of Korean dish, and there's like one restaurant that's known for it. So right. You can there's be, like, like specialists mm-hmm. within that
0: field
1: where
2: you initially just think it's just you know. Grilled meat. Yeah, and that's it. Like you think it's like
1: oh, it's the same thing. Like yeah. th- this is Mediterranean food. This is Korean food. This is Japanese right, food, is like yeah. ramen or sushi. And then you realize, holy shit, it's like there's, there's a like whole a world vast within, array of yeah. within this like
0: there's so which like Korean food is so diverse. But I still think that like the classic Korean barbecue experience might be like one of the most pleasurable and it's fun great. eating experiences. Yeah. No, it's like with it's friends, awesome. you're at the table, you're drinking. Oh,
1: it's like the epitome of like coming together. I love like, it you're, so much. You all have to like be around this the central yeah. location that right. you're all fixated on. Right. You, and it's almost like a guarantee that you're drinking. Yes. You're having a good yeah. time. Right. And even if you're not drinking, you feel just like camaraderie and yeah. like that. And right. there's lots of, I'm all about
0: camaraderie, camaraderie
2: yeah. places because it's such a drinking. I
0: fucking love camaraderie so much. Oh yeah. dude. Camaraderie. <laughs> I fucking love camaraderie and meat. Yeah. The, the, the most that's, recent,
2: that's the name of the camaraderie and, <laughs> camaraderie and meat. Camaraderie yeah. um, and meat. There it is. The most recent thing I've been, uh, eating in Koreatown is like their bone broth soups. Oh, like this is yeah. awesome. I think it's Sunglung Tang mm-hmm. or they have like a bunch of different names for it, but yeah. it's like white and cloudy. Yeah. And it's
0: got that gelatin in there. It's
2: like brisket. It's, it's, it's very super bones. simple and you you salt it and pepper it yourself and you add like the green onions yourself. And there's a lot of, like, 24-hour places, so it's, like... But they're bright as fuck in there. I don't right. know, like, 3 in the morning, like, it, full... Like, full fluorescent,
1: fluorescent light oh, yeah. just, Still like, worse. shining on yeah, you. Yeah. It's, like,
0: a great, like, you're drunk food, and then it's also a great, like, recovering mm-hmm. from yeah. being very drunk yeah. food. Like, well, I need that broth. just, like, a great it's restorative. Like, recovery food in yeah. general. It's restorative. I
1: mean, every culture has their own recovery soup. Right,
0: exactly. You gotta have... A, if you don't have a recovery soup, you, you, uh, don't, you don't have a good food culture. You don't just you
1: know, don't, don't have a good culture. <laughs> let's, let's just Let's just throw it out there right now culture is trash Yeah,
2: you
0: gotta have a fucking recovery soup
2: Otherwise yeah. you're, you're fucking garbage Yeah, that's what's good about LA Like if you're hungover There's so many different cultures That have like a soup that can cure you um, I know
0: you enjoy drinking As, as do we yeah. do, you have a, do you have a go-to meal that you would make If you're not gonna go out somewhere For like the morning after Or if you're drunk and you're like I,
2: I'm gonna make some fucking food right now And it's gonna be uh, so good <laughs> I don't know I mean, usually if I'm hungover the next day, I don't want to cook. Right. Well, yeah, so that's, like, that's always. Wrong. Yeah, but
1: when you're drunk, you're like the best cook. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, just like meat, man. Like, yeah. you know, if <laughs> I'm gonna like drink, to if I'm up. gonna drink or whatever, I'm like, okay, I need a little more extra energy for tonight. Right. So like, and I've been like, I'd say you you need animal flesh. Yeah. Well, the last to drive the last you. like two months, I've been you know I've been on the on the road a little bit. So I haven't really stuck to it cause I've been right. buying food elsewhere, but I've been like cooking at home right. like last two months. So I've been doing like a lot of, I mean the whole fermenting thing is right, right, like, right. Oh, well now I'm cooking so much at home. Sometimes I would cook like a big meal in one night and then the leftovers would go to waste. Cause then the next day I'm out eating somewhere. What's
0: but, your, what's your like, I, I know you're a great cook and can cook a lot of good <laughs> shit, but like, let's say we were all over at your house yeah, and it yeah. was like, I got to bust out a really good, impressive meal for yeah. my meat comrades. What would you make?
2: Um, well, Right now, like, I've made a bunch of sausages right before Christmas. Okay. You're, you're grinding oh, your own
1: shit. Yeah. That's impressive I love enough that. as it is. Have so, so, you seen the Are You keep casing them yourself and yeah, everything? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Like, actual intestine and uh, like yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, man. So, Damn. And I oh, it. let's go over and hang yeah, out <laughs> <Yeah>. meat party. <laughs> well, see, bro. I was going to say, like, my
2: kraut just got done. Damn. And now oh, I God. have homemade sausages. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I bought a vacuum sealer. So I might my so whole your freezer. You're not fucking around. My freezer is full of sausages. And I. I was waiting to, cause I, I have like, uh, I just been buying a bunch of meat and freezing okay. it. Cause I'm like, I know I'm going to cook at home a lot. Right. And, uh, but I've been waiting once the initial amount of sausages that I didn't freeze went away. I was like, I'll just chill. I don't want to like sausage myself out. Right. You don't uh, want to sausage yourself out of the game. So just. I just pulled another package out. So I'm like really excited. Pork. Uh, uh yeah, I did. I was taking them over for, for Christmas to my girlfriend's family's place and, um, I did like like roasted poblano, and then I put like ground. I get my parents send me a whole bunch of red chili from poblano Mexico. in the
0: in the sausage. Yeah, damn. So the, so pork and poblano.
2: I made a batch like a week before that, like a smaller batch that was just like classic, you know, right. whatever. Like you could eat them for breakfast if you wanted. Right. But these ones are a little bit spicier. They're not too spicy though. But uh, they're, they're good. It's going to be with, this, with the crowd. I, I'm excited. I'm just
0: picturing you like feeding meat into a grinder with like a white apron just with like a big smile on your face. It's it making me good. really happy. It
2: was fun. I made a lot. I think I did, uh, I mean, a lot for a person making sausages at their home. Because right. I was like, this is going to be like, I'll give these to people. I made five sausages. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <old>. all. <laughs> I made, I did, uh, let's see. I think I did twenty or twenty-five pounds wow. of Damn. pork shoulder. Dude, that's awesome! Dude, yeah. you
0: sell that on the road too. That's your merch. Like, I got a sausage. I got <laughs> sausages. I got, I got hot, hot sauces. sauces. Like, yeah. I
1: got a CD. You, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta start moving units, bro. Like, I'm
2: so because like as everything as I do more things at home that I'm like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna cook every night. Right. Like the things keep stacking up where it's like now I'm using my own hot sauce on my own Damn. sausage and. I love that. Yeah, it's it's really self-reliance, and I've been doing a lot of. Uh, the thing that I use maybe the most in the kitchen is my pressure cooker. Oh yeah. And I, you know, just, if it's just brass, that's fine. But like, um, you know, like one, one bone, tons of carrots, um, what else goes in there. But just make like a pureed soup and a pressure cooker. Are you big on like, you know, bone broth has
0: become such a thing? Uh-huh. Or, like what's what's your stance on bone broth?
2: Um I in the last couple of months I've been because I've been buying so much stuff and using right. like you everything that I have. Yeah. So like I, I dig it and it's like a good like in between meal yeah. and it's I like, love hot it. and it's exciting. I love it. I'm a huge bone yeah. broth fan. I did uh, I bought a bunch of bison bones and I, Where does I one purchase? At like uh, a farmer's market. Okay. Bison's R.S. Yeah, but I did. I did. It was so crazy. I was like, I'm drinking bison broth. That's the weirdest shit.
1: <laughs> I feel like such a fucking man. <laughs> and when you do that
2: in the pressure cooker, you know, all the fat... Sep- I mean, obviously, if you did it, right. slow cooking too, but all the fat separates and you yeah. skim it off and then now you're cooking with like grass-fed... Uh, uh, bison tallow like it's that's awesome it's like so cool to have like all this extra right fat you, that to you can take cook it with. a step
1: further and just like clarify it make a consomme out of that bison. Of that, bison <laughs> of that broth bison, ghee. Of that bison yeah.
2: well i just cooked uh i did like a, a pork belly in my oven and kept all the the fat that came out of it. Yeah. it's like not perfectly white but there was a little bit of fish sauce and right. lots of salt on the and then you on, use that but yeah now i have like this huge chunk of like the most amazing flavorful oil that's awesome. Do you guy. have a big kitchen at home? What are you working with? It's pretty small, but uh, it's like it's nice because like my place is pretty small, but the kitchen kind of looks into the living room a little bit, and my TV. I have like a, a thing that I can turn. Yeah. So like, so you're just
0: making sausage, watching Simpsons reruns. Well, I feel
2: bad because like you know, I'll spend if I'm really into something, I'll spend three, four hours in the kitchen. Right. At a, in a night and my girlfriend's just sitting over there and I'm right. so it kind of feels like we're still like we're watching the same thing right. <laughs> but you're like you're in there like sweating it out and yeah I pick those chilling. days like accordingly where it's just like okay yeah. I know I need to do this but uh I'm trying to think if there's anything else you know, what, what are you gonna make for dinner tonight I mean I have this I'll probably those do sausages. sausages. I have those pulled. I also have like a like a New York strip that Ooh. I bought like a month ago that was in the freezer that I pulled out. Okay. Oh yeah. Lots of veggies. What do you do? Just
0: like sausage peppers and sauerkraut? Or are you, you're gonna like...
2: Um, I'll probably just, you know, I'll do the sausage and the kraut together, maybe a little hot sauce. Right. And then I'll probably just cook some sort of veggie something. I don't know.
1: What what three things are always in your fridge? Yeah.
2: Um <clears throat> onions. Onions. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Uh lemons. Okay. All right. Like I think those are like the two main things that I cook. I always, with have always. Onions, and o- onions and lemons. Yeah. Always onions and lemons. Cause like anything you cook, you and can garlic. throw onions in first and like really get a bunch of flavor on the yeah. pan. And then anything you cook, you can add lemon at the end <laughs> yeah. to kind of deglaze and that it, yeah. And it gives it a nice flavor. Um, I always have New Mexico red chili. My parents are constantly sending that stuff okay. to me. Right. And so if I have to add spice to something, I usually use that. If it's not spicy enough, I'll add a little cayenne just to like nip it up a little bit. Right. Um, but you know, as far as like veggies, probably I don't know broccoli, kale. I don't. You know, <laughs> all I the mean, healthy stuff. I'm they going. I'm going shit. I'm going all. <laughs> I mean, because because I've been cooking so much at yeah. home, I just like I go to the market two times a
1: week, right? Okay. And
2: I just have
0: like. So a, you're
1: really cooking now, it, right Dude, now? You're inspiring
2: yeah. me. Like I
0: I cook home pretty frequently, but yeah. recently I've just been lazy. You know, yeah. What's what's like, always
1: in your kitchen? What's always I mean, in your? I fridge? always
0: have garlic. Yeah. onions and lemon. Cause le- yeah, mm-hmm. I always finish stuff with lemon. And then I always try to just like have vegetables. Cause if I have them, I'll eat them. So if I like, Buy a bunch of vegetables. I'll like guilt myself. I'll be like, these are gonna go yeah. bad. I got gotta, it, I gotta veggies, eat this man. cabbage and broccoli and kale. Otherwise, I've wasted my money. You know, so I was like, yeah, I'm like, if I have them in the fridge, I like force myself to eat them. Also, but then you
1: don't, you don't keep a good figure without eating vegetables. And you you got to do your, it. Your,
0: your figure is You gotta eat notch. vegetables all the time. I'm all about like aggressive <laughs> vegetables. Like you know, I'm a, I'm a huge meat eater. Aggressive right. vegetable meat, intake. But like, from all time about. Time. Time aggressive vegetable intake yeah that's yeah
2: that's <laughs> right I always have to make sure that I have like some like that's where like the soup was coming in handy where it's like yeah you know you use a bone in there but it's basically like a super healthy vegetable soup and it's I have to do is heat it up like have something like that that right. has a vegetable in it or right. I'll just cook a ton of vegetables and yeah. like soup is a great vegetable like like delivery yeah. vehicle yeah. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah anything that is tastes good when it's hot that it's like nice and flavorful yeah. I'll eat cold broccoli because it has, like, fish sauce and lemon juice yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. charred up onions. I'll just sit there drunk eating cold-ass crunchy vegetables. That Dude, are I'm
0: so glad that your comedy career is on
2: track because I want you to open a restaurant. So <laughs> like, I'm glad that we're, go we're, there. we're, we're like, getting where I would, we need I would to go. go the, the thing that I'm uh, – I mean, it's also along with the fermenting stuff, but I've been doing a lot of yogurt, making my own yogurt. I oh, <laughs> fucking love that. Are, are we talking, like, uh, you're going to make, like, kefir? Uh, I haven't gotten into that, but okay. I have – I, I bought all these different uh, heirloom cultures of yeah, yogurt, I was say you have, and you, you just re, reculture are we them you go go it go all, go? All over and over and over. Over and and over. and yeah, You yeah. never have to. Use you just it add
1: with... like milk or something to it.
2: Yeah, so like right right, right, right you got the grains. They no, call... that's kefir grains. Oh, and what, kefir what you're just grains, st-
1: right. storing it at room temperature. Um,
2: so I have. I, have a, I haven't used so I have five different cultures right now I haven't used two of them so Damn. right now I'm working on three is your kitchen just full of jars <laughs> it's about to be Okay. because I just moved the kraut from if fermenting to the fridge if there's an earthquake in your house right. and shit
1: falls over my children over, it's, my project not no. only not only will that happen but it's the smell will be amazing two, but
2: two things on that if an earthquake happens but if I he's have trapped, so much fermented yeah, food yeah, exactly. if
1: he's trapped <laughs> the roof caves in just, just, I lived off sauerkraut raucraft for raucraft, four months I can bounced re... a ball to, to maintain my sanity <laughs> I don't
2: need the fridge I, I know how to to keep things preserved and and then the other thing is like if there's an earthquake I have like a hundred alcohol bottles right exactly like I have so I much hard bourbon alcohol I drank
0: cabbage for 17 straight days yeah uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm be lucid but I'm gonna be okay yeah
2: one one of the types of yogurts is like the like the more classic it's a Bulgarian right. yogurt and it's it's um, it has to be in an incubator you know at 110 degrees that's how you how you culture it wow okay but the other four that I have I'm only using two right now are room temperature. But you have an incubator at your house? It's this like yogurt maker that okay, I found at a thrift store from right. the 70s. Okay, very cool. And it and it works. That's why I started doing it originally because I was like, oh, shit. Right. What's this? Like a, a Salton brand? S-A-L-T-O-N. Um, but the other ones are um, – I, f- I forget the, the terms that they have for the difference between these two. But the other ones you culture at room temperature. Okay. And you – each time you reculture, you use a tablespoon of the last batch to, to re Mm -hmm. and when you do the incubator one, you have to, you heat the milk, you heat the milk on the stove to a certain temperature and then you bring it down and then you establish the, but the the room temperature ones you don't. So basically what I could do, which is super cool is if I had a cup of yogurt, right? I eat all of it, but a tablespoon and then you and then I fill that cup up with milk and I stir and you let it sit and then you let it sit at room temperature for twelve hours. Then you come back and you have another cup of yogurt. Damn! And you could self regenerate every twelve yogurt. hours. You could just show up, eat a little, eat almost all of it, fill it up with milk, stir. I mean, you could you could even not stir it if you want. You could just leave the bottom part, and the culture will keep surviving. And it, to me, it's so these cool. these microbes, they are amazing. It's so cool because like you don't even have to like technically do anything. Like if there was an earthquake, this is not why I'm doing it, but it kind of. One thing. Oh no, you're Doomsday prepping. Dude, this (laughs) is a good time
0: to be
1: Doomsday
2: prepping. No. It's like
1: I'm gonna be on the subterranean layer podcast next. (laughs) What what all this stuff
2: has done is like put me closer to like it sounds cheesy as fuck, but so it puts you closer to what things used to be like
0: exactly. you're you're connected to like the ways like the, the yeah the ancient ways and i think that's why people, people are
2: into paleo and things like right. that as well because it it takes you back to like Some traditions that have it takes you back to like this years. is why people did this and this is why it's important and this is why it's good but then what it also does it it puts other things into perspective where it's like oh my gosh people were just trying to like survive and right. now i'm like fucking worried about something lame in my career or yeah. lame, you know, politically. It gets, it gets you
0: back to what's important. Can yeah. Bring it gets you back to your food. It, it, it
2: has helped. It's It sounds crazy, but like making yogurt and sauerkraut and, you know, kimchi radishes and all these different things have helped me like put things in perspective. Dude, fermentation is
0: meditative, bro. No, it really is. It and, is. And And
2: when I read the book, the guy was saying that and I was like, that's a thought that I just had by doing this. And so it, it really does kind of like... I fucking love that. It's I, powerful and it takes, you know, the food industry kind of out of what you're doing. You're yeah. creating your own flavors. Reconnecting
0: to your own sustenance. I mean, I, I love that. And I think that's a perfect note to end on. Fucking the meditative power of fermentation and connecting back to your own food.
1: So uh, meditate on your fermentation at home.
0: Fuck. Yeah, dude, you've inspired <laughs> me so much. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get
2: on my sauerkraut. I'm going to do get it. On my even yogurt. if you just have a Mason jar. Yeah. It, I mean, there's, can, there's some really cheap ways to do it. And recipes and, are simple. I mean, you just, you, you just have to wait. You have to be patient mm-hmm. when it comes to fermentation. And even if you get like mold on top of your shit, you scoop it right. off, you know, cause everything that's submerged underwater is technically a- anaerobic. So without oxygen, nothing bad can happen. And even with oxygen, those molds aren't that bad for right. you. you yeah. Just get rid of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, follow, follow Randy on Twitter. You're at Randy Licky. Yeah. Uh, you got that album out. Got an album um, out. You got that special out. It half hour yeah. on Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, you know, for more like musings on fermentation and life in general, you got to follow this guy. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. No, thanks, man. That Thank was, you. It was great. Uh, <laughs> th- there we have it. Um. Now, now, like pff, I got to get busy and start fermenting shit. I, f- I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm way behind.
2: Anything? Can I say one more? Yeah. Thing? <laughs> think about any any type of food that has like an acid to right. it. You can make that like with a fermentation instead. Dude,
0: fermentation is everything. Good alcohol, coffee, mm-hmm. like a- everything. Think that about we like,
2: like like hot is a vinegar thing. Take right. the vinegar out and make your own fermentation. Because mm-hmm. when you ferment, you're creating an acid. Mm-hmm. So salsa, you can make a fermented salsa, leave out the citrus. You can make mustard, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that you add vinegar to or citrus, you can ferment and create a similar flavor. Fuck yeah.
0: Get out there and start fermenting, folks. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. Yeah.